I'm a true champion. I said this to someone the other night. I was like, do you know what? It was over messenger. I was like, potatoes, potatoes. But when you spell it, it's the same. Not if you spell it as bravas potatoes. What? Roll sound. Sound production, take two. I may or may not have fucked a poison runner. Now, by, by the way, for our American uh, audience, fucking a poison rhino is not uh, Isle of Wight. <laughs> I've had a go on a cobra I found in a field. What that actually means is that... <laughs> sorry, sorry, everyone. What that actually means is a poison rhino, it's a reverse hurricane <laughs> rhino, you know, from, from the back, you know, from the back. From uh, the we're back! back. The from the back, not buggering a snake. I said... <laughs> this Bug- <carnage>. Buggering? <laughs> buggering a snake. Oh, I'm sorry. How would you put it? It. I mean, what do you want me to say? That's gonna have to get. That's gonna have to be edited. Um, Two hours later. You okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. 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 Because as soon as I start talking, I can guarantee you're gonna start pissing yourself off. Yeah. Just looking at you. So I will be the professional. <clears throat> <sighs> I just stop. You're doing this. This is your fault. Your fault. You started this. Six hours later. Right. <laughs> right we'll just have to go we'll just have to work with it ladies and gentlemen welcome to when i'm not keeping that up all day that is so problematic for me ladies and gentlemen welcome to the wrestle plug podcast it's easily the worst podcast going and i don't know why with that in mind, my guest has joined me today. So, as you know, I'm Aaron Nix, <laughs> professional proprietor and shithouse. Stop laughing, madam. The proprietor and shithouse of WrestlePlug. I own WrestlePlug. And for better or for worse, mostly worse, I am here conducting interviews with amazing professional wrestlers, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, <laughs> as you know, I love Outcast Wrestling. I'm tired of people giving it a bad rap because let's be honest, there are people out there talking shit about it and I don't appreciate that. And my guests certainly won't appreciate that. So I've reached out many a time to Outcast Pro Wrestling and said, yo, send me your wrestlers. I'd love to have them on. I'd love to help hype their brands. But unfortunately for me, Jackson Arrow finds me to be completely inappropriate for this product. And that is that is saying something. <laughs> That really is. Like, you guys are outcasts. I am cast way out there in the sea. Um, so, yeah, I reached out to him and said, give me your best and give me my favorite wrestler from Outcast Pro Wrestling. And as I've said before, Kane Navarro is always busy. So we reached out and got Luna Tricks instead. So Luna Tricks is on the podcast. Stop Stop it. Stop it. You're just, you're making it worse. Um, Luna Tricks is Luna Tricks. That's right. That's an in-joke that only us will get. And already at this point, I can hear outcast members of the roster going, get to the fucking point, please. Luna Tricks is on the WrestleBlog podcast. Welcome to the podcast, madam. Hello. <laughs> After all that, it's like... <laughs> 
<laughs> Hello, and we're done here. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the WrestlePlug podcast. Do not forget to subscribe on the YouTubes and at WrestlePlug, wherever you find your social media. We have been a delight. Thank you very much for watching. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Lunatrix, I love you and I adore you, and you are a very cool, cool person who I genuinely cherish. And you will find that very amusing because you are a very... Very, very strange individual indeed, <laughs> which only intensifies the passion and love of all of your fans. Would I'm you just going to spend this whole time laughing. I'm yes, sorry. and you're not allowed to laugh because you have pain in the midsection. And why is it that you have pain in the midsection, Lunatrix? I may or may not have broken my ribs from a poison run I gone wrong. Why? I, I don't know why you've gone to an Australian accent all of a sudden, but I appreciate that. <laughs> I may or may not have done a poison rhino, mate. Now, what you need to understand is in the outback, there are a lot of snakes. <laughs> so, poison that Don't rhino. talk about snakes again. Again? <laughs> wow, there's, there's something that only people who are privy to the outtakes are going to ever hear, and that'll be released in 10 years' time when I'm dead and I don't have to worry about the blowback, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, no, you, um, in, at the most recent show of Outcast Pro Wrestling, you're involved in Island Warfare, and I do believe that is when you broke your ribs on a failed yeah. Poison Rana. Who was the yeah. uh, recipient of the Poison Rana? Uh, Nero. Ah. The Hunter, Nero. The man that you made your debut against, that's correct. Yes. Yes. That is it's, him. A, it's a gorgeous 450 splash, that boy. Um, yeah, no, how are you feeling generally? Because it's not been that long. It's been well, a week from today since that show. How is the healing process coming? It's great. Everything's great. And I will definitely be ready for the next shows. She said that with so much like enthusiasm and <laughs> conviction, didn't she? It was like, it's it's great. It's absolutely oh dear god. It's <laughs> absolutely fantastic. I'm fine. No, I, as somebody who has actually done their ribs in as well, it is not fun. It is difficult to breathe. It's difficult to function, do anything. And even though you're a, obviously a global megastar when it comes to women's wrestling, um, <laughs> you still have other commitments to fulfill, like the wonderful doggies that you will see continuously rolling around her chair this evening. <laughs> I personally Sorry. love it because I am a massive, massive dog fan, so I'm happy about this. Cats, not so much. Uh, what are your feelings about cats while we're here? I love cats. I have a cat. I used to volunteer at the Cats Protection to help all the pregnant cats and the kittens. All right. So basically what we're saying here is I'm scum and she is fucking amazing. Pretty much. Like, yeah, like that is that is factual. Um, <laughs> and if you don't believe me, just ask real wrestling and they'll tell you directly. So <laughs> wrestling. It is what it wrestling, right? I'm a <laughs> wrestling. Oh, it's wrestling. Um, so yeah, we should be professional and ask you some questions. You've been wrestling for nigh on three years, somewhere or there or thereabouts. Give yes, Queen. I am a queen, yes. Thank you very much for pointing that out. <laughs> I appreciate that you don't gender appropriate me. And that is also very important at the wrestle plug, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and no, I'm not gonna dress up for you, Jackson. Stop messaging me. Um <laughs> So the bottom line is you've only been in the game for a short while, but yet you're incredibly well known, at least on the Isle of Wight, but you're also starting to venture out as well. How is the journey of wrestling treating you so far? Are you really enjoying it? Are you happy doing what you're doing? I love it. It's amazing. I, I, I had never even watched wrestling. I'd never um, had any interest in it. I just wanted to get fit. And then I joined this wrestling club, club, school and um just fell in love with it it's amazing there's like a whole world out there that exists and i just knew nothing about it and now i'm obsessed 
absolutely obsessed. There's some pretty cool people as well. Yourself included sometimes. Sometimes. There was a qualifier thrown in there. <laughs> sometimes. Also, I like the glare. The glare is intense. I appreciate that. <laughs> I um, Yeah, no. You might flip and flop between your favourite podcast, whether it be RR or WrestlePlug, but <laughs> you'll always be welcome here, madam. I can assure you of that. Um, yeah, no. One thing I'm really loving is the camaraderie, the unification of the locker room at Outcast. Like everybody cares about everyone else. There's a real sense of passion and encouragement and enthusiasm for people to do well. You welcome people in. You don't reject them like a lot of places do. And considering that you're on a small island, of course, and it's much, much more it's difficult. To <sighs> Listen, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> It's smaller than Britain, so get over it. <laughs> I know you were going to say, I'm part of Britain, whatever. Um, it's not that small. Behave yourself. It's fucking small. <laughs> so you're on the Isle of Wight, arguing semantics, and here we are. It's difficult, to be fair, to get booked as much if you're not on the mainland. Is that fair to say? I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess so, because of the boat. I thought you said because of the vote. <laughs> like, like somebody had just said, you know what, we're going to have a vote on the Isle of Wight. And we're going to decide whether we want anyone no. in a filthy mainland on our beautiful <laughs> island. Um, I guess I guess it's probably, it, obviously, it, it, it's more expensive if people have to pay for the boat as well. But it's only £30. It's not only, that bad. Only, she says. <laughs> it's not that bad. And if you book, like, five outcast wrestlers in one car... It's £30 per car, and according to maths, that's only... Here we go. <laughs> anyway, I'll tell you what... That's, that's gonna... not a lot. That's not a lot per wrestler, you know? You know what? I have thoroughly crunched these numbers, and I can confirm that is not a large amount of money. It is if you're an individual, though, paying a visit, to be fair. Um, £30 return a pop is obviously going to weigh up well, I suppose you could probably get a season pass. Why are we talking about fucking fairy fairs? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm, I'm fascinated. Let's just break it down. You know what? Wrestling, that's boring. What people really want to know is what's the uh, what's the red funnel like? I mean, I prefer white link. Six months later. Who am I? Um, why am I on this terrible podcast? I have no idea. Apparently, you are really keen. I have no idea why. <laughs> Personally, but we have you on here now, so let's make the most of it. Uh, Lunatrix, you are the reigning women's champion, and you successfully defended your title with broken ribs against the notorious one herself, yeah. Amber Joe. How do you... Let's, let's be real. Let's kind of peel back the curtain a little bit. How do you get that mindset? Are you just somebody who's, like, very good with pain? So it was a case of, I need to get the job done? Or do you have to go somewhere else mentally to be able to get through a match like that? Bearing in mind that for anyone who's had broken ribs like myself, you can't breathe, you can't move. Every time you take a bump, it is literally like Thor himself is smashing you in the gut with a hammer. Like, that's, <sighs> yeah. that's not fun. Like, that is not it, fun. And now I yeah. see you doing things like code breakers in the corner. You <laughs> fucking lunatic. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it sucked. Don't get me wrong, it sucked. Like I I I broke them in this uh the warfare match, which is like a big fifteen man multi man uh not a rumble pinfall or a pinfall submission that kind of thing. Done our own one. And um, <clears throat> I don't know that much about wrestling. 
which is <laughs> really, really weird. Um, but yeah, I, I did it in that and uh, I felt them break. I heard this squelchy pop, horrible noise. Um, and I managed to get one of the guys to eliminate me early so I could go backstage. And I think I had about less than 10 minutes until I had a match with Amber Joe. Um, and it hurt like hell, but she was so excited. I didn't want to let her down. She'd come all the way to the Isle of Wight, like, I was like, you know what, let's just go out there, do what we can. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. And then I went out there, took a bump and was like, everything is not fine. <laughs> but it, it was okay. It, I, it was the best I could do, I guess. Yeah, and the best you can do is all you can do in that scenario. And to be honest, your best was probably a lot better than most people's. I've seen wrestlers walk <laughs> away with injuries like that. The fact that you're able to summon the incredible amount of fortitude to go out there with broken ribs and wrestle is madness even i'm sitting here with my pain threshold thinking that would that would make me think twice about going anywhere near a wrestling ring until i'm healed up have you found that people have looked at you slightly differently because you don't have that prior past knowledge or fandom of wrestling i i get like the guys laugh a lot because i don't know who people are or i don't know names of moves or anything but I don't think it matters necessarily. It just, it kind of gives you a little bit of an advantage if you know things about wrestling already. Um, but I mean, I thought a clothesline was what I put my socks on. So that was the extent of my wrestling knowledge. I, you're not, I mean, you're not wrong, to be fair. Like, you know, you can always tell who a wrestling fan is because if you say clothesline, they'll try and decapitate you as opposed to get their washing out. <laughs> um, so, you know, and to be fair, we're few and far between in that stage of our lives. But uh, the other thing as well was, how was the learning curve for you? Were there certain things that you found? Would you say that there was anything that when you were learning to become a wrestler and obviously we're still learning now aren't we we're always going to be learning even when we're like old we're still going to be trying to pick up new things and learn new things but was there anything in particular that you felt wow i wish i'd had a prior knowledge to wrestling because it would have made this easier absolutely i tried to pin somebody while they were laying on their front because i thought a pin was just lifting someone's leg up so i i wish i did have at least a little bit of I was like, why is no one counting? What's happening? Ref's I, I just like, I'm waiting. <laughs> this, thank God this was in training, not an actual show. Um, I wish I did have some prior knowledge, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm old now. Can't go back and rewatch. Um, yes, but very old. Uh, <laughs> but I do love hearing about all these things and, like, people talking about this major events happening in WWE and NXT and and um but other older wrestling places that I don't know the names of that came into WWE EC ECW ECW yeah extreme championship and uh impact I think was that an old one or a new one I don't know yeah no but impact's still going it used to be called TNA to me, it's all brand new, so it's like super exciting. Yeah. And I and I see these things, I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing. Whereas to everyone else, they're like, oh wait, I saw that as a kid. It's not a big deal. But have I'm you? Like, oh my god. Have you become like a fan of wrestling outside of being a wrestler, or do you still retain that kind of thing of like I, it was never really a problem before, so I'm not really that bothered now. 
I watch a lot of indie wrestling on YouTube, hmm. but WWE, there's like there's so much, and AEW as well. There's so many different episodes and the YouTube stuff, and then the weekly stuff, and then the SmackDown and the Raw and the this and that. I try to watch pay per views, but I don't understand who everyone is, so it's a bit harder. But I, I try. Yeah, and I imagine as you go, it's kind of sweet, really, in a way, because like obviously I was like five, six years old watching Bret Hart and Roddy Piper and all my legends, and I took that for granted. And now I'm speaking to someone of your ilk who is so extremely talented, but then on the flip side of things, just doesn't really care. I see you screwing up your face. Don't do that. <laughs> just don't do that. It's, no, we don't do that here at the Wrestle Plug. We elevate people, and you don't really need elevating because you're already making a great name for yourself. But you know, my original point was that I grew up, obviously, this is the only thing I ever cared about. It's the only thing I ever loved. And for someone like yourself, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not one dimensional. I have loads of different hobbies. I have loads of different passions, but it always seemed to stem back to wrestling in some form or fashion. That was the one thing that really felt like a calling for me. Whereas you fell into wrestling. How do you just randomly discover wrestling? Was it literally a case of, I need to get fit. I'll just pop along and see what this is all about. I was actually drunk one night in a club that uh, the virus worked out. And I heard him talking about this wrestling school and me after many, many gins was like, oh, that sounds like fun. I wanna get in on that. Um, and I nagged him for about three weeks cause I used to go out a lot. Um, not so much anymore, too peopley. And um, <laughs> he uh, finally called my bluff and messaged me on like a Monday, like, hey, training's tonight if you wanna come pack your stuff, bring some trainers, bring a towel, you're going to sweat. And I tried to get out of it. My husband was like, you are going, you are going to this thing and trying this stuff. And um, yeah, literally. And I went and it was two hours and I loved it so, so, so much. I'd never really done any exercise before. I couldn't even wash my hair when I got home. I couldn't lift my arms up. Like my muscles were killing me, but I loved it. And I used to do 10 hours a week um until covid so. that's a lot actually in this day and age like a lot of the old-timey veterans and the dinosaurs they're like you must train every day but in the modern era because of the price of it and the cost of it um it's mm. actually it can be quite an expensive habit for a lot of people and you're very lucky that you have the outcast pro wrestling training you know academy so to speak the school that's available in sandown i believe in the Isle of white and yeah. um Obviously, that's run by Jackson Arrow. And I don't think people realize how much effort and work Jackson Arrow has put into creating this culture, this wrestling community, not to mention the actual promotion itself, Outcast Pro Wrestling. You've had a chance to be in there now for a while. You're well-known, you're well-liked, obviously. And you have an infectious personality and people gravitate towards you. So you've probably seen a lot more of what Jackson Arrow has had to go through to create such a great promotion um can you kind of shed a little bit of light on that and tell us just how much he's worked and all of you have to make outcast what it is today jackson's only like 24 25 24 25 very very young still and he's just he's amazing i love him he's like the little brother that i never wanted and he um he's brought all of us together um you know, there's a huge, huge group of us now. Um, and he just, he pushes people, he works us hard, but he also has a laugh of us. Like he'll be in the ring all the time, whether that's him 
um, wrestling one of us or just refing and just having a giggle. He cares about us outside of wrestling as well. Like he'll message us, he'll check on us. He's he's a great guy. He, um, I think a lot of people maybe think because of his age, obviously he's a trainer, he's a promoter, but I'm going to sing his praises. I don't think you'll find someone better than Jack Snarrow. He has changed my life. He literally has taught me everything especially as someone that never even watched wrestling he's literally taught me everything everything you see me do everything you see me say is is Jackson Arrow or Matt Jackson pigeon chest Jackson uh can't get away from it bless him he just can't get away from it um he's he's brilliant I can't say any more about him He's, he's he's too good yeah, he is too good. He's disgustingly talented and it sickens me as an older man. And <laughs> I, I, I feel like Jackson Aaron never gets any love, or especially off of the island. Like, obviously, I'm in the wrestling community. I work for so many different companies. You know that. You're my friend. You know how much I work. And um, I could go to 100 promotions and they won't know who he is. And I think that's disappointing because it's not just a case of, hey, here's a great athlete. Here's a really nice guy as well and a great wrestler. We're talking about somebody who has built a business from pretty much scratch from the ground up at a, yep. such a young age. At that age, let's be real, you know, I was not a successful young man. Um, you know, I was I was blessed that wisdom and drive and passion came later. But for me at that age, it was a real difficulty just to get out of bed. Here's Jackson Arrow, you know, running a training academy, doing it properly as well with the appropriate qualifications, he, running shows every month. Wow. He probably head flips out of bed, to be fair. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. He literally just stands up and then just does a shooting star out the yeah, window exactly and goes that. to work. Just shooting stars <laughs> right into his clothes, a bit like Wallace and Gromit. It's yeah. like, it's all ready to just go. Like moon salts into his sunroof of the car. Yeah. He's along. got a sunroof in his car, disgusts me as well. Like, sunroof? How ripped <laughs> are you? Um, <laughs> I don't with... actually know if he has a sunroof. Wait, this, these are the important questions that you'll find out, WrestlePlug, ladies and gentlemen. I okay. Said, we will get to the bottom of whether Jackson Arrow has a sunroof or not. I can assure you. Um, I, I like Outcast a lot and there's kind of a misconception on this podcast because I've done a couple of watch alongs and I've egged a few people on and I was winding up poor old Cliff uh, especially, here's an idea Cliff, don't stand in front of the fucking camera uh, <laughs> as a videographer, that annoys me tremendously but uh, I like the company a lot and there's some ridiculously talented people yourself included What's how does it feel like being such an important part of that roster? I didn't actually realize I was till you told me. Well, you are (laughs) just it is what it is, and I'm sure if you asked all the boys, they would absolutely agree. Um, but I'll tell you what, also, like, I don't you know, I don't subscribe to this fact of like, oh, it's you're so much more special because you're the only woman at outcast i think that's insulting i think that in many ways your talent speaks more towards who you are than your gender but at the same time you are the only woman outcast um i'm not sure if there are more women coming through and training right now um you would like to think hopefully at some point and if there isn't you never know there's still plenty of time but at the same time you are you're so well liked everybody i speak to screams about how awesome you are how special you are how important you are you are like a glue you're the sort of like you know, you're <laughs> like mama bear aren't you you look after everybody like you know just like i'm basically everyone calls me daddy Aaron, 
And that's because I laid a hammer down because I'm obviously a nasty parent. But you, everyone looks to you for kindness and comfort and joy, all the things that I'm not capable of. (laughs) And um, (laughs) I I think that's really special because you've been able to build a very unique bond in that locker room with everybody. But you've also done it while standing out. And there's nothing wrong with saying you're a woman and you've created and made an amazing opportunity for yourself as a woman. I just don't like the idea of saying, you know, you're more special because of that. I don't think that's the case. I think talent has nothing to do with gender, appearance, colour, anything of that nature. It is something that is bred within your soul and it's something that, you know, blossoms through your passion of your heart. Um, Give me an inside look. Tell me what it's like being the only woman in that locker room. I've heard that being a woman in wrestling is quite hard um, because there's not many of us. But at Outcast, that's not the case at all. Everyone's been so, well, I don't feel any different. I don't feel like, oh, I'm a girl, so I can only do this. I can only take these bumps. I can only take these moves. Everyone's just treated me completely the same. There's been no difference to everyone was super welcoming. There's never any like weirdness. Everyone's just super chill. Um, It's it's great. Like I, I, I can't speak for, other training schools but definitely outcasts is anyone is welcome literally anyone they're just happy to have more happy faces in the ring and that's good it's lovely but they've all just been so nice it's also a great opportunity for anyone listening because i know a few people watching this won't have any idea what it's like to see uh, wrestling on the Isle of Wight. A lot of people have never set foot on the Isle of Wight. It's been many a year to be fair since I have as well. Um, but, you know, obviously geographically that makes it more difficult for me. Not hopping on a ferry from Kent anytime soon, are we? Uh, not unless I want to go to northern France. Um, which I said that really aggressively. Like, northern France? Disgusting. It's nothing What's wrong, wrong with, France. with France. I apologise to our one listener from France. I, <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely apologise. Allez le bleu. But ultimately... There is some, what I love about this is not only is the podcast an opportunity to talk to you and, you know, build your brand and your identity so that more people know who you are, but it's also an opportunity for more people to know what Outcast Wrestling is. You are the only woman on the roster. Uh, You have wrestled women, but predominantly, is it fair to say you've wrestled men in this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's i want to delve into that because intergender wrestling is a hot topic people get oh, oh they just don't want to touch it and as you know wrestlebike doesn't really have a problem chatting about anything really um and if you don't <laughs> believe us again just ask our boys over at real wrestling because they seem real upset when we have our opinions don't they um dirty day for the win sorry ryan um i'm looking at this and i'm thinking you know, a lot of people say to me, I've had legitimately some of the best wrestlers in Europe and the world say to me, intergender wrestling is a joke. It's a perpetuation of domestic abuse. It makes people feel uncomfortable for whatever reason. What's your response to that? Well, no. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> loving but, it. The devil's but, in the details. What's ladies. wrong with it? Like, I mean, come on. Obviously the majority of men are stronger than women and if it was a real fight that would happen da, 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 da. wrestling scripted people in the business should what? know that so, that's real to me god damn it but like if if you can pull off a an amazing match it shouldn't matter if that's a male and a male a female and a female or a male and a female 
it should be about the quality of the match, regardless of the gender. I don't think it's promoting or or anything to do with domestic abuse, for God's sake. Like, that's just stupid. Um, and for someone like me, if intergender wrestling was a big no-no everywhere, that's me done. I wouldn't have anyone to train with. I'd, I'd be out of the business, that's it, because I am the only woman. So is that okay? Like, just live and let live, have fun with it. Wrestling is fun, wrestling's amazing. Wrestling is going to a whole other world where you tell the stories and things and just leave it be. It's a lovely way of putting it actually. I, I like the positive spin on it at the end as well. It's like, we started off with a one word answer and we finished with a big <laughs> um, Sorry. As apps don't ever apologize for having an opinion that is so correct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I've always looked at it. And I find it very offensive that people have the you know the nerve to come up to me and go, what you do is fake, but then also be outraged at something that's apparently fake. Like, well, mm. if it's fake, why do you care then? If it's fake, yeah. then surely you have no emotional response to what we're doing. And if I'm say, you know, I have the misfortune of being poison ranard by Luna Triggs, which is going to be very likely if I keep up the way I'm going. Um, you know, the bottom line is that that should be a form of entertainment for people and they should be able to suspend their disbelief. The whole idea of wrestling is kind of ridiculous in so many ways. And although I like to present myself as a fairly real individual, what you see is what you get a lot of the time. And most of what my gimmick is, is basically me. Mm. Um, I also recognize that what I am doing out there does not directly correlate with the real world and it shouldn't do. And that's the idea. You're looking to give people an escape, whether that be an 18 plus show or a family friendly show. And I, I bring that up actually, because I've noticed Outcast does both. A lot of companies in this region, they don't, um, particularly in Hampshire and that kind of area. They strictly cater to family friendly shows. How do you find the difference between working from an 18 plus to a family friendly? Do you have a preference? I love both. The only difference is at a family show, people will shout, duff him up. And at an 18 plus, they'll shout, fuck him up. So this is it's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the 18 plus shows, everyone's drinking. Uh, you, you have to be quite thick skinned to perform on an over 18 show, I think, because people do shout obscenities at you. But, you know, whatever doesn't matter the family shows is a lot more sort of happy clappy fun style wrestling the over 18s is more where we tend to have like weapons involved and i know kane does his anarchy rules matches and that that kind of thing so you just have to cater the, to the audience that you're performing to really you made your debut on an 18 plus show right i did Tell me how that was, because I made my debut on an 18 plus show as well. Well, obviously mine went really well because I have breasts. So, uh... <laughs> come on, man, I'm working here. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> I was a, um, I was a surprise entrant as well. So they'd seen all the guys come out, and then they saw me. I had like LED hair tube things in and and short shorts. Um, I was terrified. <laughs> It was so scary. I felt like I was out there for about 20 seconds. Um, but no, it went well. It was really good. And that feeling of the, the first ever time you go out there, like that adrenaline, your wrestling virginity, if you will, um, 
it's, it's <laughs> it is though, isn't it? Yeah, no, I've just never heard anyone yeah. refer to it that way before. Oh, sorry. Poor blimey. <laughs> it's been many a year since I've lost any of those, I can tell you that. <laughs> it's an amazing feeling. It's fantastic. I loved it. I mean, That's... I threw up like three times beforehand, but I loved it. <laughs> oh, the nerves are like terrifying. Um, do you still feel the nerves now? Yeah. Really? I am known in the locker room to be the girl that throws up before every match. It's, it's great fun. That's phenomenal. Now I just try not to eat. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't eat, then I cannot possibly Exactly that. Exactly genius. that. Yes, a master in physics and science, Luna Tricks. Um, that, that normally I'm okay until the day. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. Even the night before, I'm like, no, nah, everything's fine. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God. Um, but it, it'll be fine. It, everything will be fine. It'll be fine. I'm, I'm, <laughs> do you know what? There's not even a remote amount of anxiety or nerves in your voice. And that's the most important thing. Um, and I'll be the one at the bar going, kick her ass. Uh, so. <laughs> kick her ass, sea bass. Kick her ass, sea bass. Yeah. Yes. Duff her up. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> 18 plus. I'm allowed to say fuck. Yeah, baby. Um, that's exactly how it goes. <laughs> I've never, I worked so many family friendly shows. No one has ever said duh. Never. Yeah. Like, so I was at a CWP show and it was when Rudy Root uh, was with Luca Chu. South Coast show. Me and my friends were sat there, we were watching, and everyone was going, duh, fear him up, duh, fear him up. And Luca Chu actually came over to my friend and said, What's your language? This is a family show, like under his mask. <laughs> Because he thought we were swearing. What a mark. And then I just sat there like, I'm so sorry. I was, I was saying duff. I'm sorry. You, how dare you mention a beer from The Simpsons? I just. Exactly that. Oh, bless him. I didn't realize he was so offended by the word duff. I... <laughs> he thought we were swearing. He was very sweet. My friend was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I wasn't swearing. I don't know what to do. It was brilliant. <laughs> Trust me, I've heard much worse from the CWP audience. That bunch of Malcolms can really trigger. Oh, no. Like, hey, I'm allowed to say that because they hate me and I hate them. And that's how it's always going to work. And that's why <laughs> me and Robbie Nitro are eternally at war. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, before we let you go, because I like to keep it around the hour mark anyway, and if anybody had actually <laughs> it's been, been about privy, three hours, <laughs> which, hey, you can't give away the secrets of how long it's taken us to get this far. Um, so, <laughs> right, iPad time. We have a little game around here called Word Association. Oh, Jesus so Lord. I ask our fans, uh, basically, I say, yo, this individual is coming on the podcast, and then I want them to give me names of anyone they think that they might know or be associated with. And the talent, um, the dog is more than welcome to join at this point. I'm sorry, there's the so many of them. So I'm wonderful. Trying. We haven't had a dog uh, try and photobomb the podcast since my so, beloved eagle so did with Danny Black. So this is right. amazing. Ralph, Ralph, if you oh, could Ralph. just jump down. Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. You know, Stop, you... Ralph. Just jump down for a second. Right, okay. Uh, just so you know, that's not being sorry. Out. I'm so um, sorry. 
It's, it's just it's not being edited out. Deal with it. So, um, <laughs> by the way, we were going to ask Ralph what he thinks of Kane the virus, but we'll <laughs> ask you instead. So, when you are done being the most amazing person on earth and also looking after dogs as well, stop being better than the rest of us. I would like you to give me one word to describe each of these individuals. Are you ready to go? Okay. She's she's prepped herself. She's ready. We'll start it off easy for you. One word to describe Jackson Arrow. Pigeon chested. Beautiful. It's hyphenated, ladies and gentlemen, so it counts. Sue me. I'm pretty sure my English degree will count, cover that. Um, so yeah, pigeon chest be damned. All right, one word to describe future potential employee Robbie Nitro. Uh, lovely. I wanted to say potato, but that's because of you. That's not my words. That's 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 exactly what she thinks of you, Robbie, and you are a giant potato. <laughs> um, all right, one word to describe Kane the virus. Amazing. I thought you were going to say virus. I was like, go. Where, where, oh, yeah. Uh, that would have worked too. To this yeah. One word to describe Scrappy Jack. Oh, uh, hair. The, the hair? He ha- he, yeah, he has like this cool hair stuff. So, hair? Should we go with hair? hair I'm going with hair. <laughs> right, Scrappy Jack, congratulations. Hair. Um, <laughs> I hope that's okay, buddy. Um, oh, God. One word to describe the genius that is Rudy Root. Uh, fish food. That's hyphenated as well. That is. The dogs are big fans of Rudy Root. I do. Um, and as <laughs> they should. Like, oh, <laughs> Sky. We'll get you on, son. They're howling it. <laughs> we'll get you on. All right. One word to describe JJ Valet. That's not a word. Flip. Flip is a word. We'll, we'll take flip. flip. Dogs are really, they're loving it. I know, I'm sorry. They are, are so Stop. unruly. They're like, come, come here. Man. I've got come a word here. for you. It goes, oh. <laughs> Wonderful. Look at how magical they are. As a dog person, <laughs> this makes our podcast infinitely more interesting. Well, at least from my perspective. Your perspective <laughs> just makes you even more lovable, doesn't it? Let's be honest. Oh, right. Jesus Christ. Luna tricks. Pay attention, madam. Glasses <laughs> oh, in session. They're amazing. I love them. One word to describe Frankie T. Hey. Okay. Oh. Um... <laughs> I thought I'm sorry. That is. Oh, I'm so happy. That's my favorite thing I'm in our podcast so... history. Yo, Frankie, I'm not editing it out. You can. <laughs> not, I thought you were talking about, about. No, we're not just talking about Frankie T, the wrestler. We're also talking about Frankie T, the owner and proprietor of IWE, who is, of course, booked to Lunatrix to wrestle Kane the virus. Um, who? <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> Who's I'm this sorry. fucking? I thought, I thought you were talking about outcast people. Oh, wow. I mean, he's an outcast. One word to describe Frankie T is uh, sorry, apparently. <laughs> Good, good choice. Very good choice. I look, oh, I look forward to being there when you have to explain this when you meet him face to face in April. Oh, that so is going to be sorry. real good times. One word to describe Zan Phoenix. Lovely. She was so sweet. She's a amazing professional. It's a it's a massive loss to British wrestling that she's decided to hang up her boots. Uh, she's wonderful. Yeah. Right. Just a few more left and we get you out of dodge. We won't ask you too many outside of Outcast because 
you'll probably just go who and then laugh at I him. can't believe I said that. Incredible. So funny. Genuinely one of my favorite moments in podcasting history. And I've done 580 almost of these. Podcasts. I'm so sorry. Is he gonna be really mad? Amazing. No, he won't give a fuck. He is the literally, good. he is he's so fucking chill. He's horizontal, mate. Don't worry about it. Um oh, good. He is so laid back, honestly. He's so laid back. He's in the fucking sea. <laughs> um, right. One word to describe. Hmm. Tucker. Sostro. <laughs> from <laughs> what I said. From the, the, <laughs> the first time I ever met Tucker, I was eating a sostro. That's why I think of sausage when I see Tucker. That's fair enough. That was there's nothing more to it than that. No, there's definitely nothing more to it than that. There's no face. There's no funny look involved, ladies and gentlemen. And the fact that Luna looks like she is quite literally seen an alien is, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, they do refer to us immigrants as illegal aliens, but I'm not illegal. So, you know, I, I can understand that, but you're not a racist. So we're all good. <laughs> Don't... Fuck. One word to describe Eddie Kenway. Samoan. There that you guy go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Eddie's just happy to be mentioned. He's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much. He's such a sweetheart. Bless him. One word to describe. Jesus. Oh, one word to describe Dirty Dave Dennis. Dastardly. Some people might say I'm professional. I wouldn't because I'm not a fucking vegetable infused melt. One word to describe. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Real wrestling. One word to describe the vegan warrior himself, Ryan Hendricks. Obviously, cucumbers. That's a thing, right? Yeah, that's a word. That's a word. Luna Tricks, are you ready for your last word association? Yes. One word to describe Luna Tricks. Uh, wrestling! I fucking love you. Honestly, <laughs> you are one of my favourite guests of all time, Luna Tricks. You're one of my favourite people of all time. You already know that and you'd never accept that, but you are an amazing person. I love you dearly. I'm unbelievably grateful to have you in my life and I look forward to regretting that decision later down the line. <laughs> um, I'm joking. You'll always be amazing to me. You're an amazing person to many people. Everyone who speaks to me tells me how special you are. And okay, that cool. does not come lightly. So, you know what? remember just how important you are to so many people on your incredible journey in wrestling and for the love of god do not remember that time you went on the wrestle plug and had to speak to that arab idiot Aaron Nix. is there anything you'd like to say to your fans and also would you like to plug your social media madam yes uh hello and my hello. socials i don't know what they are so if you search luna tricks you'll find me on these things are there things there there, there, are, there are things, things there, yeah. there? Yes, in the description, if you're listening to this via audio platforms, you can listen to this wherever you get your podcast by searching Wrestle Plug anywhere. I can guarantee you that. And now some nerd's going to be like, oh, actually, you're not available on Al Jazeera. Nobody cares, Brian. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, ultimately, <laughs> who's Brian? Nobody knows. <laughs> but you can get 
all of Luna Tricks's incredible social media via that. And if you are, of course, watching this on YouTube, I'm so sorry that half the screen has this. Um, then ultimately, oh, you, I'm, I'm looking around. Me, like, what's the screen me. Have? Hence, I was pointing at me. This, right? Oh, yeah, because you are just hideous, mate. Like. <laughs> Lord almighty, yeah, the, the model with the first traps on Instagram. Yeah, no, you, you <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to catch up with Lunatrix or just genuinely stare at her incredible form, then you can do so by checking out our social media. They are available in the description of this YouTube video. And like I've said already, in the description for the podcast on the audio format as well. So whatever your device you are using, you should be able to find her social media very easily. And I absolutely encourage you to do so. And I encourage you to check out Outcast Pro Wrestling and buy a ticket for their next show. Or I guess you could just cry like all them twats at Real Wrestling. So... Burial! Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for watching. But most importantly, Lunatrix, thank you very much for coming on the WrestleFlow. Thank you. I love you. I love you more. End of story. <laughs> End of story. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Again, please check out our social media. Follow her. She's an incredible talent. She's an amazing woman. And hopefully you'll fall in love with her just like everyone else I know has. Until the next time, thank you very much for watching. And we'll catch you very soon for more content from the Wrestle Plug. <laughs>